Hey, Sasha. Hey, Courtney. Why was the ghost sad on Valentine's Day? Oh, I don't know. Why? He didn't have a boo. Oh, no. Boo. It's boo power. episode drops it is february 13th and that is the day that we celebrate friends especially our lady friends i have cross-stitched you onto a tote bag and i'm now going to tell the romantic story of my mother and the lifeguard oh. that's a deep cut part because <laughs> that's what leslie does in the inaugural galaxy yeah, i know that the, we see. The, the tote bag part yeah with the headline from the day you were born yeah. stalin dies and mom you, <laughs> you were replaced the him replaced him in being on this earth, not in being no, a monster. monster. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's Spoop Hour. Welcome back. As always, it is Tuesday, which means new episode day. And you can no also, problem. And no problem. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Spoop Hour. And you can always contact us at spoophour at gmail.com. <laughs> this week, what is on the menu, Courtney? Well, on our content menu, we're going to be talking about ghosts of spurned lovers and spurned ladies and just lovers in general, because it's that very special time of year when all of the greeting cards are suddenly red and super mushy and there's candy everywhere. That's and right. it's pink for some reason. It's Valentine's Day. It's, it's Valentine's time Day. to eat Tums and pretend they're candy. They're not. They're Tums. Sorry, con- <laughs> Sorry. Also- that's between me and Conversation Hearts. We yeah. Have, have- oh. Conversation Hearts knows what it did to me. Yeah. They're disgusting. I saw a really cute card at Target today that was Valentine Hearts from your cat. And they were all little candy hearts, but it was like, thank you for picking up my hairballs. And the other one was like, I don't hate you that much because you feed me. Aww. (laughs) Just like, yeah, it seems about right. And reassuring because I cleaned up Psyche Barf today. Mm. And when Psyche Barfs, it's regrettable because it's so much. When your cat barfs, it's because she's mad. Yes. She spite barfs. Whereas when Psyche barfs, it's because she's eaten her food too quickly. Yeah. And it's so much barf from a small cat. It's relatable. It's it's like she it's, turns it's inside out. It's very relatable. Yeah. Because if I eat too fast, I also I have a weak stomach, so yeah. it just immediately comes back up. And I'm like, no! Yeah. <laughs> I worked so hard. Yeah, I'm sure that Psyche has the same... so delicious. I'm sure Psyche has the same response. Newsflash, I am Psyche. <laughs> I knew it. That makes it weird that you were kneading my stomach and purring really loudly like 10 minutes ago. Podcasting's not a visual medium. But Sasha is currently kneading me. I'm kneading her. Nice. I'm kneading her arm. It's kind of nice. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah, nice. So this has been Uncomfortable Hour. <laughs> um, we hope you're deeply uncomfortable on this Valentine's Day. And that your Valentine's Day is full of the good kind of candy and you do whatever you want with it. I personally try not to do super mushy stuff on Valentine's mm-hmm. Day just because it's expensive and I don't mm-hmm. like crowds and stuff. So mm-hmm. we're going to be making chicken and waffles, which nice. I'm pretty excited about. And I know you're going to Taco your Bell. favorite restaurant <laughs> in the entire world. We're going to Taco Bell and I and I bought 
the new, or not the new, in honor of the <laughs> supposedly new Kingdom Hearts game that's coming out at some point in 2018. They I bought, said that about 2017, though. They've said a lot of things, <laughs> but I bought the uh, PS4 ports of the, the game collections, mm-hmm. so hopefully JR and I can like squeeze some time in for that it, in between our Taco Bell. <laughs> nope. Our romantic Valentine's Day Taco Bell. I'm not going to lie. Based on the research that I did, I think a lot of these people would have turned out happier if they just went to Taco Bell. Right? Yeah. Like, it's just... Yokiro Taco Bell and that little Teamo Taco Bell. Teamo Taco Bell. <laughs> You're not going to cheat on me and or knock me up and walk away and right. or never show and or Could, one of any yeah. number of a situation. Exactly. Because anyone who goes Taco Bell is living moss. Yeah. And if you're living moss, you don't kill your husband. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's <laughs> or your, your wives best, your or best version of your life. Living moss is <laughs> right? killing moss. <laughs> People who are living moss don't just kill them. <laughs> Happy, Happy people, people don't, don't kill, kill their, their husbands. husbands. Go um, watch Legally Blonde on Valentine's Day. That's a great Valentine's Day movie. This episode of Spoop Hour has been sponsored by Taco Bell and Legally Blonde. <laughs> All episodes of Spoop Hour are brought to you by Taco Bell. Even though I haven't had Taco Bell in, like, years. It's good. What's I've new? been, like, really into the, um, the Crunchwrap Supreme lately. I like the... And the taco pizzas, um, always. I'm not gonna lie, I like the Doritos tacos. Yes! <laughs> and I like the nacho cheese chalupas. Because mm. I love fake cheese. You also have taco, uh, nacho fries right now. Oh yeah, I do want to try those. Yeah. So maybe. Jack and I actually reviewed them on his podcast um, oh. on Pop Culture Bento, like two episodes back. Just look for the one that says featuring Sasha from Super Power. That's me. Um, yeah. That segues us nicely into we have snacks today. Um, we have mint Oreos and one of the seven boxes of Girl Scout cookies that Sasha bought, Savannah Smiles, which are crisp, zesty lemon wedge cookies dusted with powdered sugar. And they are discontinued after this year. And they taste like supporting girls learn leadership skills. So this episode has really been brought to you by Taco Bell featuring Girl Scouts and Oreos. Yeah. And Legally Blonde. But really Taco Bell. Taco Bell sponsor us. What do you think? They're pretty good. They're very actually. lemony, right? They are very lemony. They're, they're, they're like refreshing. Nicely. I like that they're like crunchy and they've got the powdered sugar. So yeah. it's, powdered sugar always tastes like cold for some reason. So yeah. it's like really refreshing. It's I nice. really like these and I'm sad that they're discontinued. It's going to go nicely with my lemon tea. Yes. We're also drinking lemon tea today. Not, no Starbucks today. No. This episode is not sponsored by Starbucks. Because Starbucks won't pay us in cake pops, so. So. And also for some reason they keep selling out of those really cute cake pops with the heart-shaped sprinkles. So. Although I did almost go there and get their like white tea with lemonade in it because mm-hmm. i was like "Ooh, this sounds like a nightmare that i would love it sounds delicious right but yeah. i didn't so my drink of choice really is the cool lime refresher mm-hmm. but it's been cold lately so, so like hot coffee is just fine you're not you're yeah. not refreshing but i did get a cool lime refresher the other day so actually i've got two spooky things that happened to me this week Ooh. uh yeah two well i guess like the third is just like my friends and I were all having, like, stress-related nightmares about this, like, Hamlet field trip we went on, mm. and Hamlet is a ghost story, so that's, like, my one spooky thing. I had a stress-related nightmare last night mm. that I was traveling to Australia, which I am doing Shortly. a week from yeah. yesterday when you're listening to this, mm-hmm. um, and I dreamt that I had a stopover that required me to stay in a hotel, and that I was in my hotel room in the bathroom brushing my teeth, and I heard someone, like, messing with my door, and, I, and in my head oh. I was like, it's okay, my door's locked, they're not gonna be able to get in. And as I thought that, I heard the beep as if they got the key card. So oh. I, like, turned off the light in the bathroom and, like, peeked out, and this guy, like, ran into my room and just, like, immediately went back towards the bed where my suitcase was. And my brain was like, this is too much for me to handle, and I woke up. <laughs> uh. It was a great night. Yeah. Well, so the, the, um, 
two actually spooky things that happened to me. One, I, <laughs> when I went to Starbucks this week um, after school on Friday, I was parking my car and all of a sudden I saw shapes moving in the window of um, – of the tropical smoothie cafe and i was like what's happening i started like you know trying to focus and like look at what was happening and there was like four people frantically waving at me and i was like oh god what's happening and then i realized it's four of my students so and so like a hostage I, situation right so it was more smoothie. that i was spooked because my students found me but how dare they like how you? dare how dare they like me I, I was actually like i mean it was four kids that i actually don't mind running into in real life so i was like okay that's fine so i waved at them but the actually spooky thing that happened (laughs) happened yesterday and i don't spend a lot of time in our apartment alone Mm -hmm. unless like i guess we had a snow day this week and so i was in my apartment uh, in this apartment by myself most of the day but But it's different when it's daytime it's different when it's daytime and you and i had been awake together sitting in the living room Mm -hmm. for a little bit while you were waiting for your work because you guys had two hour delay we were Mm -hmm. closed and so you left and i knew like that the house was basically clear, like all clear. Yeah. But yesterday I came home and put my stuff down and said hello to both cats. And then I heard something thud really loud in your room. Like someone had like stepped off your bed and Mm -hmm. then they had walked a couple paces. And I was like, uh, and so I texted Courtney because I didn't see her car in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. I was like, Hey, you're upstairs. And she was like, no. no. <laughs> I'm like, All right. <laughs> and so I went upstairs to get my laundry and start doing my laundry. And while I was playing, like doing laundry, I was playing video games. But every time the cats moved or walked <laughs> up and down the stairs, or if I heard, thought I heard something like outside, I was like constantly turning back and forth, like between me and the game. And then the game, like I kept accidentally running to enemies, and like the controller would like jolt while I was like turned around looking backwards, like at the door. So it just was, like, really uncomfortable. I was, like, really stressed See, out for about an hour yesterday. My experience was I kept texting you after you were like, are you home? And I was like, are you okay? Like, you know, <laughs> grab this as a weapon, yeah. and I'm sure it's nothing. Yeah, and I said, ha, 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 yeah, I think I'm okay. And then yeah. I didn't text you back for you a didn't while. Text me back. So I sent her, like, two more texts, and I didn't hear anything. Because I was doing my lunch. So I waited, like, 20 minutes, and I'm like... Oh my god, someone was in the house, they killed Sasha, and I didn't respond to the text in time, and, like, I wasn't home, so I text her just, like, point blank, I'm like, are you still alive? (laughs) I was like, yeah, 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 I'm just folding laundry. (laughs) And then we decided no murderer would kill you while you do laundry. Yeah. No, yeah, no one wants to see me touching my underwear. Yeah. Or touching touching yours. Yeah. I folded Courtney's underwear. Sasha touched my underwear yesterday. (laughs) Like, I had forgotten some laundry in the dryer. I didn't touch it. It was the gnomes. (laughs) Ah, of course, the underwear nubs. I forgot the laundry in the dryer, and I came home, and it was folded neatly on my couch, and I was like, I hope there's not underwear in this pile. And there was! So now Sasha knows what some of my undies look like. But at least, like, you knew that I had been doing laundry, and not just, like, your laundry appeared folded all of a sudden, you're like, who's been in my house? Who's touching my undies? Who's touching my underwear? My clean underwear that I'm now going to boil. It's just me, your friend of 14 years. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is the first time you've ever handled my undies, though. It it is. (laughs) All right, so those are the spooky things that happened to us this it's week. It's been underwear hour. It's been underwear hour. We're both wearing some today, I assume. Yes. I am wearing some. And it's we that have... kind of podcast. <laughs> let's, tell it, let's talk about our underwear, shall we? And just break into a whole new market. A hard pass, guys. Hard but, pass. But check out our New Year's episode. If you yeah, want if you want to know about what underwear we wear and when, listen to our New Year's episode where we discuss how to make your New Year proper yeah was that december 26th uh yes yeah. and i believe the episode was called bet you didn't see that coming yes <laughs> <laughs> indeed 
So we have a story today. We do. And this is a story that comes at us by way of my mom, who is arguably the biggest fan of this podcast. Hi. Hi, mom. I love you. I'll see you on Monday. Or I guess, yeah, when this comes out, it'll all see you on Monday because I'm seeing her when I'm in the airport. But this, she wrote to us on behalf of her coworker and her coworker's daughter. She did obtain their consent before writing because I asked. I was like, Good. are they cool And I have not reading? read this yet. It's real rough. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I saw it sitting in the inbox, I think. Did you send it? Was it in the? It, no, it's in yeah. our spoof hour Yeah, inbox. and I was like, I could click on this. Or I could wait to be surprised. Yeah, do that. So, uh, let's, let's hear it. Good choice. So, my mom wrote, hi to Courtney, Sasha, Connie too, being our third roommate, and of course, the kitties, Starbucks, and Cake Pops. Aw. So, she's a big fan, and she knows how we roll. Exactly. So, she's like, I'm sure because it is me, this sounds less authentic, but my mom just started a new job, for context, so... This is now me reading. My new coworker Norma's 12-year-old daughter, sees ghosts slash spirits. Mm. Not just at home, but at other places, too. Mm. This morning, her daughter was very upset while she was getting ready for school. She said there was a spirit of a young girl, about the age of a teenager, in the corner of the living room, Mm. and she was watching her. She had long, dark hair down to her butt and was wearing a white dress. She was like a white shadow and wouldn't go away. She just stood in the corner, watching, with her hands folded in front of her. Mm Mm-mm. Norma couldn't see her, but went to the corner, and it was very cold there. And at this point in the story, I was like, okay, this is just a very imaginative young girl. Uh This is probably fine. Maybe there's a draft. Yeah, and you're just standing in that one corner. And then the story gets much worse. Uh -uh. So hold on. Uh -uh. Norma says the only reason she believes her daughter is that she was able to see ghosts and spirits when she was young. Mm. As she got older, she could no longer see them. Her daughter started to cry because the ghost wouldn't go away, and it was creepy. The only thing Norma thought to do was to pray. The ghost or spirit finally left. Norma knew about white sage and is going to get some to burn. Creepy, isn't it? (laughs) You okay, buddy? Yeah, and I'm okay in terms of, like, I mean, my mom was known to see... My mom is the ghost magnet and has been known to see ghosts, especially, you know, at a younger age. Mm -hmm. But, like... Still. <laughs> what upset me the most, because again, like, my skeptical brain was like, this is probably just a 12-year-old who's like, haha, I don't want to go to school today, I'm going to be creeped out by a ghost. Like, I could see that being a thing. Yeah. But then when her co-worker's like, I believed her because when I was young, I saw spirits too. It's like, oh, I don't like this story yeah, anymore. but it's also like, it's... I mean, I, I get upset easily, but it does take effort to cry, you yeah. know? And so if you're that upset, it's usually hard to fake yeah. that upset. And so it's just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're going to burn some white sage Good. and hope for the best. Yep. I guess they did not wear their lucky undies for yep. New Year's. Uh-uh. But that's like my favorite... White sage is my favorite part of that one episode of Riverdale when mm-hmm. um, Cheryl Blossom was in the uh, w- was in Betty's room and then later Mrs. Blossom comes in burning white sage and it's like, all right, we got to get this evil spirit Let's out of here. And get I'm it like, out of here. Damn, <laughs> Mrs. Cooper just has white sage on hand. I mean, you never know when you're going to need it. Right. But I also feel like she might be a witch. Probably. Maybe. Greendale is just right next door. It is. Yeah. All right. So this is So that was our spooky story. story for the week. So thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom's Thank coworker, you. Norma. Thanks, Mom's coworker's daughter. I hope. You don't see scary ghosts anymore, coworkers. Daughter, I, I hope upsetting. you age out of that pretty quick, right? Which, um, and if you have stories, or your friends have stories, or you know someone who might have a story like that, 
send it to us at spoophour at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Twitter. Instagram. Instagram. If or, you know us on Facebook, message us there. Yeah, Just if you tell know us, us personally, tell us your stories because I want to be uncomfortable on yeah. this podcast. I'm glad you're uncomfortable too because I got that and it, was, it wasn't it was super late at night. I believe I was still at work, but I was just like, oh no. Oh no. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that. So do you want to delve into the rest of our spook today? Let's delve into the rest of our spook. So like we mentioned before, we're doing ghosts of lovers and just general romance because when you're listening to this, tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And while it's traditionally a very lovey and, oh, everything's happy and rainbow, I figure, you know, let's talk about the dark side of love. Yeah. When something goes horribly wrong and one or both of you die and then everybody's sad and comes back from the dead. Woohoo! Woo! So I have three stories. The first and the last one are kind of long. The middle one is kind of short. But the first one is set in Minnesota in the 1800s. Don't and this you know. is... This is the story of Joseph Forpaugh and Molly, and if I could do the voice, I would do the voice now. <laughs> but I can't, and we all know what will happen if I try. Yes. Oh, Joseph Forpaugh was a wealthy businessman in St. Paul, Minnesota. That's what would happen. Love it. In the 1800s. So he was a wealthy dude in 1800s St. Paul, which is pretty much living your best life. Like, that's yeah. a good time to be rich. Yeah. Yeah. Great time. Great time to be rich. You don't have all of the guilt of being like, oh no, right. I'm in late stage capitalism and ruining the planet. It's just like, I got lots of money. Money. So on top of that, Joseph was only 36, and he was a senior partner in the biggest dry goods store in the Midwest, which is a pretty big deal. Ultimately, the store would provide supplies to the Union in the Civil War, which would also help them grow. But because he was rolling in the money, he bought five lots of land in an exclusive neighborhood in downtown St. Paul, and he built himself a style and mansion. So, because he had all of this money, he bought all the land and put a three-floor mansion on there. And construction finished in 1870. So, Forpaugh moved his wife and their two daughters into the three-story home as soon as construction was done. And because they were very wealthy and this was a really big house and, God forbid, they do any of the work, they hired a full staff of of servants. Sure. And just threw money at them so that their house would stay clean and their food would get made and their boots would be cleaned and whatever. Yeah. Because that's what you did if you were rich in 1870. You just buy people and make them do things for you. Fascinating. Amazing. (laughs) What a life to live. But one of the servants was a young woman named Molly. By all accounts, Molly was beautiful and her pleasant personality made her an excellent serving maid for Fourpaw's wife. But her beauty and her wit caught the eye of her employer. Forpaw took special note of Molly, and other household staff noticed that during the day, the two would often disappear into different rooms in the mansion for hours and hours. And if they tried to go into the rooms, the door would be locked. Huh. I wonder what they were doing. Boning. Oh, really? I was gonna (laughs) guess embroidery. (laughs) Unfortunately, because Forpaw and Molly could not keep their hands to themselves and they weren't exactly discreet... Their torrid affair was discovered when Forpaw's wife came across the two of them in bed. Mm. So, full-on inflagrante, like, mm. you can't shaggy, it wasn't me, your way out of this. Kind of give me that you caught me red-handed, yeah. sleeping with the servant, girl. girl. Oh, there we go. Picture yep. this, we were both butt-naked in our bedroom house. House? House? What? What? I'm... It's okay. It's It's fine. fine. I did great for the first part of that. You did. That was awesome. I could not come up with that. (laughs) So after Forpaw's wife found the two of them boning, 
she was like, okay, here's the deal. This is over. You're not going to have this affair anymore. We're super donezo with all of this. So Forpa, because he had no spine and wanted everything in his life to be fine and be the proper 1800s gentleman, was like, you're right, wife. I'm done with this affair. Mm -hmm. Molly's dead to me. Right. Unfortunately for Molly, Mm -hmm. as a servant, she was now pregnant. Nope. Because of all those games of hide and seek in the mansion, she's now knocked up. Great. So now Forpa has left her. She's mm. pregnant and a servant girl in the 1800s, which is the worst time to be a pregnant yeah. service, servant girl. And she was bereft because Forpa was just gone. He, I don't even know that he knew she was pregnant. I couldn't find any account that she told him. It was just like the affair was over and then Molly was like, oh shit, I'm pregnant. Yeah. So because she was so just bereft and uncontrollably grieved, she tied a rope to a chandelier on the third floor of the mansion and she hanged herself. Mm. After this, the four paws decided that they wanted to get a clean start, so they Mm -hmm. sold their mansion and they moved to Europe to reconnect and fix their marriage. Mm. Ultimately, they did come back to St. Paul, but they never moved back into the old mansion. Mm -hmm. They just built a new house within eyeshot of their first one. So they, like, went across the street, essentially. So you can just keep an eye on that house. Yeah, you know, just see what servant girl had hanged herself because we're kind of bad people. Yeah. yeah. So Joseph Forpa, even though he's kind of a dick, yeah, he still didn't take Molly's death very well. By 1892, he was depressed, and his family just chalked it up to that he was worried about the business, but the business was thriving. But they were like, "Oh, you know how men are. They're, he's just stressed because of the business. Don't worry about him." But he was really just devastated over Molly's mm-hmm. death, and he felt guilty, and he just, right. he was very sad. So at 58, he went over to the original mansion, and he went to a secluded area on the grounds, mm-hmm. and he shot himself in the head. Mm-hmm. So that's how Joseph died. Yeah. So after both of the lovers were dead, the mansion was reported to be haunted. Mm-hmm. So in the 1970s, the original mansion was renovated and turned into a French restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's changed hands a couple of times between 1870 and 1970, mm-hmm. but it ultimately ended up, it's a restaurant. So even though the restaurant has changed ownership several times since the 70s, it's always a restaurant and it's always haunted. People have seen both Molly and Joseph in their ghostly form. Mm-hmm. Molly's ghost reportedly is finding her bliss in her afterlife because she likes playing pranks. Oh, good. There was a story where a servant had locked up for the night and he went to the street and was getting ready to drive home and he noticed a light on the third floor where Molly hanged herself was on. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, so he goes inside and the light's off and he's like, okay, cool. So he locks back up, goes back to his car. But now an even brighter light was on on the third floor and he's like, oh my God. So he goes back up there, makes sure all the lights are turned off. And at this point he's like, Molly, I'm tired. I want to go to bed. Could you please stop fooling around? And she stopped. Amazing. Because Molly, even though she loves her pranks, if somebody asks her nicely, she won't mess around anymore. Well, that's so good. she's pretty cool. She has shown up at employee parties, including a costume party where she was wearing her authentic period clothing. So she glided past a server, walked down a hallway, and then vanished into thin air. Whoa. So she's living her best death. Yeah. And she also really likes hanging out with wedding parties and talks to new brides. Hmm. So, you know, nice. just getting some good girl time on good. Valentine's Day. Valentine's. So when Molly is seen, it usually means that Joseph's ghost is around as well. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a lech still, but he is most often seen in the basement where there are cold spots, weird rustling noises, and flickering lights. 
The, of course. The restaurant has taken to leaving the lights on all the time in the basement because they found that if they turn them off, Joseph will trash the place. Mm. Like, he will just destroy the basement and the stock room and everything will be a giant mess because Joseph apparently doesn't like the dark and throws tantrums if you turn the lights off. So they just leave them on all the time. He also likes to rearrange the tables and chairs in the dining room, which is cool. Cool. Both Molly and Joseph have been caught on film. Mm-hmm. Molly was in a photo where she was gazing adoringly at someone out of frame, mm-hmm. and the restaurant displayed that for a few years. Joseph was reportedly in a photo where he was reaching out to touch a bride's knee, but after the restaurant put that photo up to display it and say, look, it's Joseph, mm-hmm. the photo went missing, which oh. caused the staff to speculate that even though Joseph is a lech, he took the photo because he didn't want anybody to know that he was a big pervy philanderer. <laughs> He's like, no one can know, this is my dirty secret. Um, and we're like, we all know, man. We all know, Joseph. We all know what went down. And then he also, whenever people take, like, group photos, Joseph might just show up standing near the prettiest lady in the picture. Because <laughs> he's an old perf. That's funny. That That's, like, but for me, it's like, oh, man. Like, he just, like, I don't know. He's, like, picking favorites, I he guess. Is. He's, like, looking around the room. I can tell that you are the most beautiful girl in the room. In the room. The, the whole, whole wide room. room. And they're all like, oh, Joseph, you big flirt. So flart, that's... Flirt. Jo- flirt. Oh, you big flirt. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> so that's the Midwestern tale of Joseph Forepaw and Molly the Servant Girl. Good. So not a terrible... Like, obviously, the ending of their lives is very sad. Yeah. But as ghosts, it seems like they're both enjoying themselves. Yeah. 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 Although I feel bad for Molly that Joseph is still, like wandering hands McGillicuddy and she's just like staring at him being like oh Joseph I love you so much like find a better ghost boyfriend yeah there are some good ones I'm sure one woman just married the ghost of a 300 year old pirate yeah and I was gonna say as as we learned in our last episode when we were talking to BSP that yeah in your next life maybe you can like pick up new hobbies so you can probably pick up a new boyfriend you don't have to be stuck on the same boyfriend you had in your living life tell you what take a cooking class See if there's any single dudes there who, single ghost guys who are just also taking the cooking class. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just see see what you can cook up, you know? I'm clearly in the up. wrong, like, profession. Instead of teaching, I should be running a cooking class for, I mean, I would still be teaching. Yeah. But teaching a cooking class to, like, single ghosts. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the baking side of it. Yeah. So I'll do, like, a Wilton cake decorating class, but for ghosts. But we need to make sure that we get paid up front. Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. And we need to make sure that it's real money by touching and it to iron. And not ectoplasm. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. We do not accept ectoplasm as currency, but if you do want to pay us in ghost cake pops, we will take those. Maybe. All right, so the next story that I have, this is a shorter one. Mm-hmm. This is the Santa Clara House, it or the Carlo Hahn House, it mm-hmm. has multiple names, in California. It's upsetting. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I know Sasha came across it. She's like, wait, you're doing this one? I was like, yep. Like, no, so, okay. <laughs> it, this is one of the ones where it was a broken heart that was never resolved. So mm. hold on tight, y'all. Mm-mm. Rosa was an Italian resident of the house a long time ago because like a lot of houses at the time that were bigger, it was essentially a boarding house. So yeah. if you didn't have anywhere, it was like an apartment complex. Right, right. You would go and you'd stay at the Santa Clara house for months at a time. So Rosa was an Italian girl who moved to California and that was where she set up her shop. Mm. She had been forced by her family to marry a man she did not love. And because she was so unhappily wed, she turned to the arms of another for some affection, for some good feelings in the nighttime. She began having an affair with a traveling salesman from San Francisco. Unfortunately, when she became pregnant, and I'm going to read this directly from my notes because Mm -hmm. I think I was being very funny. 
When she became pregnant, her lover was all new phone who dis and ditched her like he didn't help knock her up. Mm. So he just vanished into the nighttime. And Rosa did not handle the rejection well Mm -hmm. and ended up hanging herself in the attic of the Santa Clara house. Mm -hmm. Since her death, the house has been redesigned as a restaurant, like all manor houses, apparently. (laughs) And Rosa's ghost has been spotted in the ladies' room and upper floors of the restaurant, looking out the windows and waiting for the return of her lover. But while she waits, she sometimes gets a little cranky, and some people have reported that when they go down the stairs, they feel someone pushing them. So that's Rosa. She's just like, get out of the way. What if my lover's coming? So that's a bummer. Men, if you knock up your women, take responsibility. It takes two people to it make a baby. literally takes two people. You can't just be like, I had no part in this. No, you know how pregnancy works. You know what you did. Accept responsibility. I'm sure Rosa, Rosa can come to our singles cooking class. Yeah, Rosa, you need a better guy. Yeah, and we'll make a list of like available ghosts who are like chill who deserve a nice lady in their life and we'll, we'll just bring them to the cooking what class what do you think about that sports guy who died on the horse oh yeah horse, but he like rides a the horse. gipper the gipper yeah the gipper could yeah the gipper could yeah so we'll invite the gipper <laughs> uh we'll invite michael plume from yeah. indiana university yeah. he seems like a chill dude and yeah we'll just we'll just have a grand old time cooking class we'll make some ghost chili oh, and nice. you'll laugh and he'll laugh and then your hands will touch and just breeze past each other because you're ghosts and you'll feel electricity in your little ghost bodies and you'll go and have an ectogasm rosa (laughs) it's gonna be a good time it's gonna be so great rosa so like swipe right on tinder for us and we'll hook you up (laughs) tinder for podcasts tinder for podcast ghosts (laughs) oh my god how is that not something that people have already done i don't know or like because you know how tinder around this the super bowl was featuring puppy bowl players oh what yeah I, a couple people um came online yeah. and were just like is anybody else getting this on their tinder and i was like well this is the best thing i've ever heard so they would just have like you know ruffy oh, and it would be a picture of a little God. puppy and it would be like likes playing football taking naps dislikes bath time and like swipe right for them That's so adorable why does it tinder for halloween do ghosts right that you can swipe right on it's amazing like the 300 year old pirate although he's married now but yeah. like the gipper could get on tinder Michael Tinder, Plume. if you're listening, we'll help you write content. Yeah. Just give us a call and you can sponsor us as payment and we'll just make you a really great Halloween promotion. Yeah. As two people who have never used Tinder. <laughs> we know how things we work. D- we know what's up. I mean, I learned within the past year that it was swipe right means yes and swipe left means no, so... Keeping Clearly, I know I know what kids do. I did meet my boyfriend online, but I used a laptop like an old lady. Um, so finally, uh, <laughs> I used my phone to find my boyfriend. Oh, did you actually I, swipe? But I didn't use Tinder. Oh, I used but a did different one. But I, was, I had to swipe. Hey, yeah. did you know swipe right means yes? Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's how yeah, it works. That's how it works. <laughs> See, when you're using your computer, it's thumbs up means yes or thumbs down means no. <laughs> So I thumbs up my boyfriend, but I believe he swiped on me because he had the app. So well, <laughs> so it worked out fine, guys. Um, so Tinder, we know what we're doing. We, we did. We're experts. Just give us some money. Never used your so- your app. But that's not a commentary on you. That's more about us. More about us. Yeah. And well, we'll help you write content. Yeah, and people will love it. We'll call us. We'll give you a list of good single ghosts. Rosa, we'll find you a nice man. You too, Molly. Joseph Forpa, keep your hands to yourself. I've got a whole list of women in my next, in my segment. There you go. And we've got, we're making Tinder, not Ashley Madison for ghosts. Right. Joseph Forpa. 
keep it in your pants. Your ghost pants. All right, so my last one <laughs> is Chatham Manor in Fredericksburg. So semi-local to us. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, jeez. Chatham Manor. Chatham? Chatham? Chatham. Chatham, whatever. Chatham Manor <laughs> was built in 1771 by William Fitzhugh. And I included this detail even though it's not relevant because... It's amazing. William Fitzhugh, when he built the manor, named it after her, his classmate, Sir William Pitt, Earl of Chatham. Okay. Which I put in parentheses, no homo. Clearly they were just special friends. Special friends. Who name houses after each other. Indeed. Like, that's what you do for your bros, right guys? I would totally build a house for you. Aww. And name it after you, of Aww, course. that's so nice. The Ju- Courtney just, Manor. Just girl things. Just girl things. Just girly things. The manor was abuzz with social activity throughout the colonial era and was just generally just where you go to gather and be mm. social until the Civil War when it was Union headquarters. But our story is going to take place before the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Back around the time, shortly after it was built, so in the late 1770s, mm-hmm. early 1780s, a young woman was brought to the manor by her English father who had hoped to end her budding romance with an English dry salter. I don't know what a dry salter is, but her dad did not like it, and it was apparently an inappropriate profession for a man who was going to get a well-born lady as a wife. Mm. So he was like, no dry salter for you, honey. You're going to marry someone respectable. Like, but daddy, I love him. You can take that and you can be salty all you want in your dry salt. I don't. I, I should have looked up what a dry salter was. <laughs> That's on me. Sorry. Um, edit that in post. We can. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just edit me in just being like, a dry salter is an old-timey career where a man salts all the pork. I don't know what it is. That's, <laughs> I'm just going to leave that in. It's fine. So despite generally enjoying her time at the manor because the young woman was very social and sure. she enjoyed meeting people and hanging out, she still pined for her lost love. But the dry salter seems to be actually a good guy. He followed her to America, mm-hmm. which is a that was a serious commitment back yeah. then. That was like three months on a ship. Oh, sure. And the ship sucked. Yeah. So, like, that, that's some serious commitment. And once he was there, the two planned to elope. They figured that since the manor overlooks the Rappahannock River, the dry salter would row up and place a ladder at the woman's bedroom window, and she would climb down, and then they would row away, they'd elope, and then her father couldn't do shit about it, because once she's married, he can't do shit. He can't do shit about shit. Yep. Unfortunately, when the night came, the woman climbed out of her window onto the ladder and was caught in the arms of George Washington, a visitor at the manor who had heard of the elopement plot from a chatty servant. George Washington. General Cockblock. General Cockblock. Yeah, just a masterful cockblock. General Cockblock. President Cockblock. President President Cockblock is what I just wanted to say. President Cockblock Uh, had the dry salter arrested. Boo! And shipped back to England. George, this isn't your business. He hates love and apparently is like, "Mm, dry salter is no profession for a young man. February 19th is no longer President's Day. It is... Cockblock Day. No, I was going to say. Oh, it's dry salter day? Dry salter day. (laughs) Where we talk about spurned lovers. And what dry salters are. What dry salters are. (laughs) And we honor people who were screwed over by that cock-blocking general. Yeah, George Washington. Also, you own slaves, so, like, why are we celebrating you, you dick? (laughs) (laughs) But that's neither here nor there. So, the, the dry salter got arrested and was shipped 
was shipped off to the prison. The young woman was shipped back to England at the behest of General Cockblock, President Cockblock. And once she was back in England, her father married her off to a more suitable man. But the woman never forgot her true love until the day she died, and she vowed to walk her favorite path at Chatham again to find him. She died on June 21st, 1790, and she began walking the same path every seven years on the anniversary of her death. She's now known as the Lady in White, and she appears on the path between noon and midnight. Mm. And then I was like, could we maybe go, go see, see her? her? But I did the math and we're in an off year, so she's no. not going to show up. We're like, not seven years when, out. Do you know when the next, I, when the last one was, or the next one is? I think the next one is in two years. Okay. From my well, math. Yeah, but maybe, maybe, yeah. But I still don't understand, like, George? It was none of your fucking business. It wasn't any of your business, George. It wasn't your kid. It wasn't your dry salter. Like... I'm assuming that this was some, like, bullshit about, like, well, her father doesn't want her to run off with the dry salter, so I'm going to respect his decision and not respect her own agency. Pip, pip. My version of George Washington has a very snooty British accent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I'm Googling what a dry salter is. Okay. And while you do that, can I... Oh. oh? They were dealers in a range of chemical products, including glue, varnish, dye, and coloring. So he's just like a merchant. He also supplied salt or chemicals for preserving food and sometimes sold pickles, dried meat, or related items. So he's basically like a pharmacist. Or like, or like a food a, a, Yeah, like yeah. He, he does preser- preser- preservation stuff. Yeah, that's not, that's not irreputable or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good job. That's steady work. They could have had a very nice life together living on his salt pork money. Boo. Boo, President Cockblock, boo! And also her family. And also her family, like, ugh. And it's sad, too, because if you if you math it out, like, she died pretty young. Yeah. Of that broken heart. You know who else died of a broken heart? Ophelia. Ugh. I keep thinking about Hamlet. Ophelia, so sorry, sorry for, for yourself. yourself. <laughs> Step away from the water. <laughs> this is the best your hair has ever looked. I can't really? believe you were going to get it wet. You're a stupid bitch. <laughs> If you haven't watched this sassy gay friend for Hamlet, you're missing out. It's funny because I watched it recently. I was like, this did not particularly age well. Mm. But in terms of like the the oh. stereotype, no, that's true. But the script is still fucking hilarious. It is like the like stopping Ophelia from <laughs> killing herself. Like that the Hamlet one is the best one. It's so good. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna be thinking about Hamlet for the next few weeks. So. Something is rotten in the state of Denmark, and, and it's, it's his, his piss, piss poor, poor attitude. attitude. Right. Ophelia can come to our singles ghost yes, night, too. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Like, come on, girl. We're gonna hook you up with some nice ghostly sports dude. Exactly. We're just gonna have a nice time. Yeah. 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 So actually, speaking of, sort of speaking of Shakespeare, I'm gonna segue this because it's back to England. I've got stories <gasps> about ten women ghosts Yay! who've also been spurned, and these are all very short little bits. Half of them are, like, Japanese, and the other half are named after colors. So, like, the white lady, the gray lady, the brown lady, the blue lady. Did you, um, in college, did you read for colored girls who have considered suicide? No, but I've heard enough? of, yeah. All of the women there, it's, like, the woman in red, the woman in blue, the woman in yeah. gray. Like, like all, yeah. all the characters are named after colors. colors. Yeah, so, so it's, same, it's same very, very common to name people after colors. But my first person is actually Anne Boleyn, hmm. who is... <laughs> Who's that? Who's that? She's <laughs> someone we should know. After King Henry VIII successfully broke from his first wife, remember divorced yeah, and beheaded. then beheaded is number two, right? <laughs> he made Boleyn his second as she became Queen of England in 1533. 
However, Boleyn's reign was short because she failed to produce a male heir, which turned her once-loving husband against her. Okay, we, no, no. In our defense of our uteruses, we can't we control can't do that. that. <laughs> One, a... we can't control it, and two, even if we could control it, it's not our job to get the Y chromosome in exactly. there. Exactly. We don't have a Y chromosome. We for only the most have part. X's. It's King, it's literally it's impossible. Fault. So like Henry and his mediocre dick couldn't do it. So she was beheaded because she's the divorced beheaded, right? The second yeah. one beheaded. Wasn't it for witchcraft or something? No, it's like just, that. No, hers no. is just straight. Up. I think there was someone else down the line who was like who was, suspicious. Okay, yeah, but but Anne Boleyn just straight up like couldn't have this male heir. I did once read a book that was from the perspective of one of the daughters of the first marriage. Mm -hmm. And, like, in that book, it spread the rumor that, like, Anne Boleyn wore such long cuffs because she had an extra finger because mm -hmm. she was polydactyl. And that was rumored to be a sign of being a witch. Does that make me a witch, though? It does. Okay. Sorry, Anne Boleyn. You can come so, to our singles group, too. So she was, yeah, that's what I was going to say. She needs to, she needs to be invited to this group. <laughs> um, so she was beheaded on May 19th, 1536 at the Tower of London. Hmm. And since then, people have claimed to see her ghost not only at the location of her death, but also at Hever Castle, Bickling, Blickling Hall, Sal Church, and Marwell Hall. The most chilling tale of her appearance tells of a guard at the Tower of London who is approached by a whitish female figure. Panicked, the man stabbed his bayonet at the spirit before fainting from fear. <laughs> you should maybe not be a guard if your first instinct is like, to stab. <laughs> Excuse me, do you have the time? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, or like that episode of Hey Arnold where Arnold learns how to do like karate. Yeah. And the guy is just like, I just wanted directions of the bus. But he like karate Red chopped all his clothes off. And that's the thing, like Tower of London is a really fucking haunted place oh, yeah, in real life. Spooky. Like that's, so many people have literally died on that land. <laughs> it's such a great place to visit. <laughs> All right, so let's go to Japan for a little bit. Let's go. Um, I think I've talked about this person before, but um, it's Kuchisake Onna. Mm -hmm. She's a female figure from Japan's urban legends who's now... Na sorry. Naum. Naum. <laughs> naum. Her naum de plume. Her naum de plume translates to slit-mouthed woman. Ooh, sexy. Rumors of her first surfaced in the late 1970s, and her mouth is said to be sliced open from ear to ear by her husband, and, and he slit it because he was jealous and believed that she was cheating on him. In retribution, was so he, he the fucking Joker? Right. So in retribution of slitting her, like he slits her face and says, "Who will think you're beautiful now?" And then she killed herself. Um, I would have killed him, honestly. Yeah. Um, what a dick. Right. So the ghost will walk around with a surgical mask because again, this is still Aww. pretty contemporary, yeah. right? In 1970. And then if she finds a person or especially like a child alone, she'll pull a mask away and ask if they find her beautiful. If, she's, if they say no, she'll slash at them with scissors and murder them. Jesus. But if they say yes, she will slice their faces from ear to ear to resemble her own. Oh my god, the you only, can't win! The only way to escape is to answer her question with, eh, you're average looking. <laughs> or, do you think I'm beautiful? And mm. it'll confuse her and you can escape. <laughs> Alright, the other <laughs> Thank one... god she wasn't around when, like, areyouhotornot.com was a oh thing. Oh my god, I know. Can you imagine? That's, oh. Ooh. So, so anyway, Kuchisake Onna, you can, we'll, we'll bring you to our singles night. Yeah, and we'll we'll teach you how to find your inner beauty and to think that you are beautiful because you are yourself mm -hmm. and then you don't need external validation. You won't need a man or a child or anybody else to tell you that you're pretty because you will know you're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. We might need some of these ladies to pair up. We might. But that's um, okay. Then there's they the, deserve better. Then there's the onryo and we've talked about this before. Um, mm -hmm. These are the it's a typically a woman there can be men but typically mm -hmm. a woman who has been terribly wronged in life so we talked about like the grudge oh yeah and, yeah so like that and it's usually the victim of a violent or traumatizing demise and they're looking for vengeance indiscriminately so oh, if you fuck. cross paths with an onryo hey good luck right <laughs> you fucked so the most famous onryo is named oiwa 
and she was a faithful and loving wife married to a deceitful man named Iemon. Great. Despite their poverty, Oiwa was happy with Iemon, while Iemon was tiring of Oiwa. Eventually, an opportunity presented itself for him to marry a wealthy woman named Ome, so Iemon had to get rid of Oiwa. So Iemon decided to poison her. <sighs> the poison works so much that it dis- disfigures Oiwa's face, making her eyes sag, her skin bleed, and her hair fall out. Jesus. But it did not kill her. Hey, that's some Sweeney Todd so shit. So there ends up being there. This is where like the legend can like be different a little bit here and there. But the various descriptions are usually like how how Oiwa dies. So mm-hmm. in one version, Iemon pays a man to seduce Oiwa so he can divorce her. But due to her disfigurement, he cannot. He shows Oiwa her face in a mirror, and Oiwa is driven mad and like Aww. probably like you know dies. All right. In an attempt to murder, there's another one. In an attempt to murder a man, Oiwa runs with him at a. At him with a sword, but <laughs> she falls and accidentally slits her own throat, and then with her dying breath curses Iemon. So then later on, on Iemon's wedding day to Ome, so this is the rich lady. The new lady, yeah. Yeah, he lifts his bride's veil, but instead of seeing Ome, there stands Oiwa seething with rage. Ooh. In fear, Iemon swings his sword and decapitates who he thinks is Oiwa, but then Ome's head that Jesus. falls to the floor. That's and then a Oiwa, story. Oiwa laughs and laughs, and so o- Iemon leaves the you know wet ceremony in horror, and he cowers until he hears a knock at the door. Answering it, there stands Oiwa, and again Iemon swings his sword and decapitates who he thinks is Oiwa. Who is it now? But it's his father-in-law. Oh my god! <laughs> and then Oiwa's ghost, as well as Ome and her father's ghost, chase after Iemon, and then he can't stop seeing Oiwa's face, and then he is driven mad and dies. <laughs> So, don't... to be fair, I do feel bad for Ome. It's not her fault. Yeah, it's not that her fault. Right. Yeah, I don't. I I don't fault Ome or um the father father-in-law. The father-in-law yeah. But like, but yeah, like he he tried to kill o- uh, Oiwa. Yeah. And so so and he deserves everything he gets. But it's painful not, death. I hope that in the afterlife. She and Oiwa are like BFFs. Like yeah, they I know, sort right? Kind of like in Legally Blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my next person is Lady Rokujo, mm-hmm. and she's in Genji Monogatari or The hey! Tale of Genji by Murasaki Shikibu. Lady Purple. And in the big, basically for this, in the in resentment against her rival for Lord Genji's affections, Lady Rokujo transforms into a vengeful spirit and murders Genji's wife, which who is oh. Lady Aoi. So Lady, Lady Blue, Blue, I guess. <laughs> Lady um, Purple. <laughs> I guess, but I mean, the kanji is different. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I've been making that joke since I know we were Japanese been, together. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not talking about per- the purple part. I'm oh, talking about okay. Aoi. Oh, yeah. different kind. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, so she's she's in a fictional story, but Lady Rokujo. Okay. Then there's Kiyohime. Kiyohime was a young woman scorned by her lover, a monk named Anchin, who grew cold and lost interest in her. Realizing he had left her, Kiyohime followed him to a river and transformed into a serpent while swimming after his boat. Nice. Terrified by her monstrous form, Anchin sought re- refuge in a temple, where monks hid him be- beneath a bell. Not to be evaded, Kiyohime found him by his scent and coiled around the bell and banged loudly on it with her tail. She then breathed fire onto the bell, melting <laughs> it and killing Anchin. Shit! Hmm, that's a woman spurned. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> then there's Uji no Hashihime, or mm-hmm. the woman at Uji Bridge. Um, so Uji no Hashihime prayed to a deity to turn her into an oni so she could kill her husband, the woman he fell in love with, and all oh. of their relatives. So I was like, was why cheating. was she mad at her husband? Yeah, so he was cheating. cheating. To accomplish this, she bathed in the Uji River for 21 days, divided her hair into five horns, painted her body red with vermilion, and went on a legendary killing spree. As you do. Can I just say that this sounds like this is the, like, ancient Japanese version of the Carrie Underwood song, Before He Cheats? Right. 
Um, besides her intended victims, anyone who saw her instantly died of fear. Oh, good. <laughs> so she was She was scary. getting shit done. All right, let's go back to the Westerns. These are the, right. um, the women named after colors. Yay! So there's another white lady, not oh. just the character you just yeah. talked about, but there are many ghosts all over the world who are called the white lady. In medieval England, she was believed to appear as an omen of death. In Scotland, she was rumored to have been the lost soul of a suicidal girl who threw herself out of a tower. Mm. In Malta, she leapt from a balcony to escape from an undesired marriage. Mm. In the Philippines and in Portugal, she died in a car accident. So that's even mod- more modern, yeah. right? White ladies linger in castles all over the United Kingdom. <laughs> sorry, in- sorry. <laughs> without context, well, white, white lady, ladies linger in castles women. all over England. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in the U.S., her white dress is often to believe, believed to be a bridal gown for a wedding that never takes place. Aww, um, other white ladies are said to be searching for lost children or deceased husbands, or else they're damned to walk the earth for killing an unwanted child. Yikes. Can we just, like, stop policing stop women and yeah, stop trying right? to force them to marry people they don't want to marry? Or have children they don't want to have. Yeah, or, right. like, can we just, like treat them like adults and be like i no longer want to be in this relationship i'm going to leave you and then take up with somebody can we just like start respecting women yeah like yeah. i think that's not... really the moral of a lot of these ghost stories yeah. like maybe we respect women maybe we treat women a little nicer all right then there's the gray lady and i've got two different gray ladies oh. first is from harry potter and when Ew. i told courtney harry potter she went Ugh. Ugh. but i like this gray lady oh, okay okay so the Grey Lady was Helena Ravenclaw. Her mother was Rowena Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw, yeah. Yeah, so envious I know that. of her mother's cleverness and importance, Helena, still during her school years, stole her mother's diadem, so tiara, from jealousy and ran away, leaving Scotland forever and believing the item could help her become wise enough to accomplish her goals. Ashamed of her daughter's betrayal, Rowena Ravenclaw never admitted her daughter's treachery, hiding the fact that the diadem was no longer in her possession. Having fallen fatally ill and on her deathbed, Rowena desperately asked the bloody Baron, who was deeply in love with Helena, Great. to find her daughter and bring her back to her so that she could see her one last time. Helena tried to hide from the bloody Baron, who at that point was just a Baron. <laughs> just the Baron, not just the, baron. the bloody one. And, but the Baron managed to track her down in a forest in Albania. When she heard the bl- Baron blundering through the forest to- toward her, she hid the diadem inside a hollow tree. Helena refused to come with the Baron and rejected his affections, and he stabbed her in a fit of rage with a knife. After seeing what he had done, remorseful of his action, he stabbed himself to death. Hence, Bloody Baron. Cool. So, that is murder-suicide. We don't do that. How about we don't kill women? Yeah. All right. Then you don't have to stab yourself. Then there are other stories about apparitions named the Grey Lady popping up in Wales, Scotland, New Zealand, and even Evansville, Indiana. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Golly so gee. it does make sense that there was a gray lady in Harry Potter because Scotland. Yeah. Right? The English legend of Dudley's Castle's gray lady got new life recently when a photograph snapped by a tourist <gasps> appeared to have captured the lady who is believed to have haunted the place for centuries. Spooky. The castle was built in 1071. Wow. Right? I know. And <laughs> it's a had a fair <laughs> share of residents and is sent, said to be haunted by many spirits, chief of which is their gray lady. She is believed to be Dorothy Beaumont, who died shortly after giving birth to a stillborn daughter. Mm. Her story claims that she wanders the castle looking for her husband and baby, both of whom she called for on her deathbed to no avail. I know, isn't that sad? Can we also improve healthcare for women? Yeah. While Um, we're making requests for nice things for ladies, that would just be good. 
astonishing fact, not fun, terrible fact, DC has, like, the highest mother mortality rate. Oh, cool. Yeah. Just, Love just it. right there. Just, yeah. like, take care of your women. Yeah. Take care of all the women. Why would we want to do that? I know. Let's I'm just not... let them die. It's just, fine. It's fine. It's not fine. <laughs> all right. The Come bro- to our ghost singles match. Oh, my God. All right. The brown lady of Raynham Hall is believed to be the s- spirit of Lady Dorothy Walpole. This ghost is named for the brown brocade dress she has been spotted wearing. Oh. Which is why she's the brown lady, but I don't know. That's kind of an awkward one. That's kind of a sad, yeah, I know. Why not, like, you know. The brocade lady. The brocade lady, the fancy dress lady. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The gown lady. She was the wife of Whig statesman Viscount Charles Townsend and lived in the posh country house of Raynham Hall, but her life there was one of misery. Her husband was notorious for his bad temper, and when he discovered his wife's infidelity, he imprisoned her in the house they shared. What the fuck? I know. This is some, like, this is also some Jane Eyre shit. This is bullshit. She died there of smallpox in 1726, and the first recorded sighting of her ghost came on Christmas 1835. The following year, she was so fr- she so frightened one burly visitor. <laughs> I don't know why it's important that he was burly, that he, but he was. That he fired a gun into her ghostly face. <laughs> She, again, maybe don't carry a gun if your first instinct stop, is to shoot women in the face. Just like the one with the bayonet. Yeah. Like, stop violence against ghost women. <laughs> like, if your first instinct oh. is to shoot or stab someone, maybe don't carry a weapon. Right? She vanished, but has been spotted since in 1926 and 1936 when a photographer claims he snapped a picture of her as she descended the stairs towards him. No. Oh. Then we have my last one, the blue lady. In California, so we're stateside hey. now. The Moss Beach Distillery Cafe claims to be the home of a ghost in a blue dress. As her story goes, she was a young married woman of the Prohibition era who fell for a handsome pianist who played at the cafe. I do love that. That's really nice. I would read that romance novel. One night, while walking the beach, the two of them were attacked and she was killed. Those who work at the cafe claim she still wanders through, looking for her lost lover, and they cite mysterious phone calls, levitating objects, and locked rooms. Her story has been featured on Unsolved Mysteries and Ghost Hunters. Nice. But the latter declared the Blue Lady legend was bunk. You know what? Fuck Ghost you, hunters, Ghost Hunters. Let us have this. my ass. Yeah. The cafe has issued a respectful response titled, A Visit Does Not an Investigation Make. Boom! Suck it, Ghost Hunters. Haters. Yep. So, I think if I've learned anything from today is that <laughs> we need to be better to women. We do. Because otherwise they will come back and haunt the fuck out of you. Yeah, and we need to, like, start encouraging people to be in better relationships with people who aren't going to stab them. Right. Or, like, people who will just, like, break up with them when they don't want to date anymore, rather right. than, like, try to poison domestic them. Violence, domestic violence is a very real thing. A yeah. A really big problem. Like, there, on Twitter last week, there was the story circulating about the young British woman oh. who did everything that she could do and she was still stabbed in a parking lot of her gym by her um ex-boyfriend her ex-boyfriend so like she's probably gonna come back as a ghost yep you know so just like treat women better treat women better there we're people too like just let us be people everybody i'm a ghost so no your boyfriend's a ghost you're a human yeah but yesterday we were all out and it we got to this like weird point in the conversation and we realized that i'm also a ghost oh so i'm we're, we're just two ghosts dating okay. gross yeah gross so much ectoplasm ectogasm like a cold wet bowl of jello so if none of that makes sense to you listen to our last episode where we recorded with um bsp, BSP the idiot syncrasy files 
She's who so, are she's amazing. so good at that. I have you practiced. Are, you've practiced that. I love them, um, so we, I have to know. We talked a lot. Actually, those stories had some spurn lovers, yeah, too, Yeah, there, right? there was the one woman who died in the hotel mm-hmm. and is seen in her wedding dress that she never got to yeah. wear because her deadbeat fiancé was... He said he fell out of love with her and was sleeping with somebody else after she moved across country for him. So, right. and Chris and Cody are also doing some kind of Valentine's. They're doing too. Right? I believe aphrodisiacs. Aphrodisiacs. So yeah. that episode will go up. Uh, not. It shouldn't be up this week, but it should be up next yeah, week. Yeah, so check out that episode and check out the episode that we did with them, yeah. um, which was called Ectogasm, <laughs> so that you can understand that joke. But I'm sure it's pretty low-hanging fruit. I think you'll get it's it. It's pretty simple. Um, and just check them out in general. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're in the mood to check things out, Best Forevers, if you want to listen to people mm-hmm. talk about friendship, which is really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, Sasha dates part of pop culture Bento. Yes. Um, and they are awesome. Um, um, we're working together with Popcorn Prattle, so if are. you want to listen to people talk about movies, mm-hmm. go check them out. Just check yeah. out hashtag Potter and Family or hashtag Lady Pod Squad yeah. on Twitter, and you will find some quality podcasts. And I'm going to be actually at KatsuCon, the anime convention, <laughs> with um, Pop Culture Bento this Saturday doing mm-hmm. research for them. Um, on like Japanese fashion and Japanese culture thing. Also, they've got like panels on Japanese yes! ghosts and shit. So I'm gonna go to that and like do some research. Amazing. And I'll have more material. And I also want to give a shout out to um, Cody from BSP. Um, mm-hmm. Courtney ordered his book. I did. And so I've got it I'm up really in my excited. room right now. I started yeah. reading the first couple of pages, but it's called The Gay Teen's Guide to Defeating a Siren, Book One. And, and then Book Two. I think is Book Two out. just came out. Yeah, yeah within the past so, few days. So um, support Cody if you're into YA literature and if you're into lgbtya literature mm-hmm. um also and... can i just say i love the cover right it's, such it's a so well book. illustrated cody great job great buddy job. <laughs> it. so those are the podcasts that we love that you should love too mm-hmm. and yeah follow us instagram twitter for other recommendations mm-hmm. both places we're at spoop hour and then tell us your ghost stories mm-hmm. by emailing spoop hour at gmail.com yeah next episode will go up next tuesday courtney yep. will be in australia actually at that point i will probably be in the air in but the air but yes. you will be up you'll be in australia for a little while I will. and then we'll follow up with an australia episode a little yeah, bit late because i'm doing possibly two ghost tours Woo-hoo! Yeah, we're and, definitely doing one, but we might be doing two. And then we'll have Disney at some point as well, yep. which is exciting. So. so a lot of exciting content coming down the pipeline. And yeah, hope that your Valentine's Day is happy and only haunted by happiness. And that you treat the women in your life well. And you know what? Treat the men in your yeah, life well, too. too yeah. Treat your Valentine we well. We don't want ghosts of any gender. <laughs> just like, if you're going to be a ghost, be a ghost because you're just so happy that you want to keep being happy. Right. Not, so like, not be not, a ghost because your lover, male or female, killed you. Was a dick. Yeah. <laughs> so just don't be a dick. Don't kill anyone on Valentine's Day, please and thank you. And have a happy day. Go eat some chocolate. Yum. Good evening, everybody, or morning, or afternoon, or whatever. My name is Adam. And I'm Matt. And we are Graveyard Tales. Now, if you like stories of ghosts, hauntings, the paranormal, preternatural, and the downright weird, and you enjoy a few laughs as well, then you should probably check us out. Find us anywhere you get your podcast. Come join our Facebook group at Graveyard Tales Podcast, or on Twitter at GRVE. Just go search Graveyard Tales. That would be easier. We look forward to seeing you in the graveyard. See you soon. <laughs>